Hello, basketball fans. My name's Beckham. And I'm his dad. And this is the podcast where we give a new and old hey. perspective on the world of basketball. This is The Basketball Kid. All right, welcome back, everybody. Um, we have another exciting episode. Um, a little bit different. Not our... Um, not the, like the last episode, our Laker episode that had a million stars. Now we kind of switch gears. So what team are we talking about today, Beckham? Today we are talking about possibly the worst team that we could talk about. It is the Minnesota Timberwolves. All right. <laughs> well, a lot of times there's beauty in, uh, in disaster. So, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, what, uh, what are we, uh, what subject about them? What are we going to talk about first? First, we're going to be talking about team history, which this one's going to flow by even faster than last episode's. Because they've been the same thing throughout. They've been the Minnesota Timberwolves since 1989 when they first started. Okay. Up until now. All right. Anything else about their history? Not it's just really. kind of. All right. What's the next subject we're going to talk about? Next subject is best and worst teams ever. So the best team ever is the 2003 to 2004 Minnesota Timberwolves, where they boasted a record of 58 and 24. Not too bad. It's for not them. too bad. For them. Uh, <laughs> for them. Okay. Who were there a certain uh who who are some of the stars on there? Or did they there have there was some? Sam Cassell, there was Wally Zerbiak, and there was KG. Kevin okay. Garnett. Their one shining star. All right. That's when he won the championship. Uh, not the championship. That's when he won the MVP. So Okay. Well that, yeah, that totally makes sense. Okay. All right. So that's uh that's the best team. Uh what what year was the worst team? Worst team? Um I'm guessing probably, they had a lot of them. So what was our first one? Two. Oh, we have two options. Okay. First one is the 2009 to 2010 Minnesota Timberwolves when we're going to talk more about it, but they had a couple new rookies on the team that did not do so well. And that was Ricky Rubio and Johnny Flynn. And I mean, just talking about it is just like, them being the rookies, it's not that good, especially because there are other stars, as you could say, on the team. I mean, they had Kevin Love, which hadn't fully blossomed yet, so he wasn't that good. And then they had Al Jefferson, and they had Wayne Ellington, Corey Brewer, and Darko Milicic. So that mu- that must have been after the uh, Kevin Garnett trade then, because wasn't yes. – I think I remember Jefferson was part of that trade, right? I think so. I think he was part of it. So, yeah, this is kind of the after years after KG. So, probably a very dark time in Minnesota, I'm guessing. Especially because they had a chance to draft a couple good people in the previous drafts. It just didn't happen. So, what – what you said that year and what other year? You said there was the a second year. The other year was the 1991 to 1992 Minnesota Timberwolves, who posted okay. a record of 15 and 67. Wow. I bet uh, <laughs> tickets got really, really cheap that year. Later on down the line. I can see it. Nosebleed seats, five dollars. Five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, who did they have any sort of stars? I mean, who was I guess considered their stars on that? Uh, they had an old Thurl Bailey, who actually he's one that isn't talked about too much, but he was an all-star a couple times. But I mean, not he was a good player. He wasn't a great player. And he was old, especially. I mean, that's like, whoa, dude, like. You're even old, and you're like the best player on the team, and okay. um, and then other players include Scott Brooks, Tony Campbell, Luke Longley, 
Sam Mitchell, and Pooh Richardson. Now I know Luke Longley. He was uh, was that was that he on there before the Bulls? Um, this was yes before the, the second. Bulls. Yeah, the second uh, three peat for the Bulls. He was the man at center. Oh, and they also had Doug West, which is an all timer for them. Okay, but I mean nothing really special here. You can see why they were fifteen and sixty seven. I mean, <laughs> wow, that's whole, that's absolutely horrible. <laughs> okay, all right. So best and worst team. Uh, what uh, what section you got next for us? Next for us, here comes all-time teams. All-time teams, okay. All right. Let's uh let's get right into it. You want to talk about uh you, uh, you want to talk about it? Go ahead. Yeah. Um so point guard for me is Stefan Marbury. Okay. Because he was as you guys like to call it and I like to call it a baller. <laughs> a baller, uh, yes. <laughs> um yeah, Stefan was amazing. Um, he was one that I think they thought was going to go higher. I think there's a documentary talks about him that's mm-hmm. on that's on now. I haven't seen it yet, but uh, no, he was definitely a baller. He, um, I think he did better in New York, to be honest, though. He was on there, and he was good. Uh, but my pick for point guard, Sam Cassell. That's who I thought. Um, I just think that he had kind of a more consistency. He wasn't on there really long, but he had more of a consistency than what Stefan did. Yeah, so you, shooting guard. All right, for shooting guard. And again, this list just gets harder and harder and harder for them. Um, <laughs> for shooting guard, um, I'm actually going to put Jimmy Butts. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, yes. <laughs> That's my little nickname for yeah, him. Yeah, he likes calling uh, <laughs> um, I just think he's, I mean, they don't really have a lot. I mean, the only other option that I was thinking about was Doug West. And... I just don't really think Doug West was that great, to be honest. I think he was okay, but he didn't really have a big impact. And Butler did, and then he got traded for more money and then traded again for more money and all that. And he's still doing well now, but he's who I'd put for shooting guard. He just didn't play for him very long. So who I have is Doug West. Okay. Because Doug West also averaged – he's one of the only people to average like 20 points for them too. And he also – I mean – even though he was on that team that I previously named 15 and 67. Oof. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was on that team, so I, that's another yeah. reason why. But um, but he really – I mean, he played his role. That's what I like. He wasn't one that, like, was a shooting guard and tried to, like, get all the rebounds and get all the assists and, like – or, like, he wasn't a point guard who also tried to shoot the ball constantly and yeah. do everything else. He played his role. He shot the ball. And why I didn't pick Jimmy Butler is because Jimmy Butler was only on there for about a season, a season and a half. He was not on there for that long. And what I usually do, unless you're like literally the greatest, one of the greatest players of all time for like two years, I usually make it about a four to five year. That's when, that's how long you have to be on a team, maybe exception three years. Okay. So Jimmy Butler just really wasn't on there that long. No. Consider him an all star. And he wasn't the best player on there, even when he was on there. That was Carl Anthony Towns. Okay. So, all right. Um, Small forward. I have Wally Zerbiak because Wally, underrated as well. Wally was a shooter. He could also rebound and he could also. He could dish the rock, if you know what I mean. And um, I just think he was – I think he's one of those that's really underrated just because he – I mean, at the time that he was on there, he had, like, Kevin Garnett. 
He had Sam Cassell, Stephon Marbury. I think he's just underrated. And like Tom Gugliotta, I mean, there was just different players that were better than him. And it just like overshadowed how good he was. So that's who I'm choosing. Who do you choose? Um, yeah, I pick Wally. Um, I actually remember I'm old enough yeah. to remember um, when I'm we young. used to <laughs> when we used to live um, used to live in Ohio and um, Wally actually came from the University of Miami of Miami of Ohio and so he was a big star there. So then when we went in the NBA, he was he was good. It wasn't that he was so so great, but he had that consistency. Uh, like you said, he could rebound, but he was more known for his outside shooting. Like he was he was a three point guy. And so he could he could go out and and do that, and uh, that's just he's one of those, especially in a team that's hard to find stars. He's one of them that uh, that I would still put up there. I think he he I think he earned that. So that's that's who I had for for small forward. Yeah, they really have nobody else either. So <laughs> it makes it really hard looking for a true like like when you said like um, Gugliotti Gugliotta yeah. how you say his name? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, he played small forward, but his primary was power. But that wasn't that wasn't his primary. His yeah. primary is power. So because of that, Wally's primary is is uh, small forwards. Yeah, so. that's what we do here. We do primary positions. Yeah. So I, I think for me, he's a no brainer for small forward. So all right. Well, power forward. The next one. I think that's my turn. Um, yeah, we know for power forward. I do not think there's really any doubt of who the power forward. If you say Kevin Love, for you're young. them, it's Kevin Garnett. It has to be one of the best power forwards. And he, he did play. Some people get that confused because some people put him at center because he did play center too. But his primary was power. Yeah. And um, he, uh, like I said, he's one of the one of the greatest of all time. I mean, I, in my opinion, of, of power forwards. So he's the no-brainer. So that's who I have for power forward. How about you? Same. Same. <laughs> some people who are young might say like Kevin Love, but you're just wrong. You're, you're just wrong. I mean, you obviously haven't seen any Kevin Garnett, uh, you know, footage. If that's if that's your if that's your thought, Kevin Garnett was a beast. I mean, Kevin Garnett, Kobe even said, "You had the Lakers, you had the Spurs, you had the Kings, you had the Nets." But he said, "If KG would have had somebody else, like I, of course, he had Sam Cassell, Stephon, Wally." Um, but if he had another star, if he had another star, like all-star level, like starter or something like that, like Kobe did and Tim Duncan did and all them, they said he would have won multiple championships and he might've not have left the Timberwolves. And that's the main reason he did because they didn't set him around like superstars. And they actually had a chance one time when they drafted. Oh, wait. I have to go into that later. I'm sorry. Um, okay, we'll talk about the draft picks. They yeah. had the opportunity to get somebody to help them. They just didn't do it, so that's why you end up leaving, right? Yeah. Okay, well, I think last position is uh, center. Who do you have for center? Center, I have Carl Anthony Towns. Because ever since he came in, in about know, like 2016, 2015, he has been – I mean, he won Rookie of the Year, and he's been – some people would say the best shooting big man of all time, three-point-wise. I would say it. You might not. But I'm saying just three-point-wise with how, like, the game has, like, shifted. I think he's – I mean, he won the three-point contest this past year. He's literally making history. And, I mean, of course, again, not the best shooting period, just best three-point. And I think he's better than the rest of their, like, true position centers – 
And I mean, yeah, that's who I got. So who do you got? Okay. Well, before I say my pick, I would just like to say Pekovic, Jefferson, Blount, Hollins, Milicic, uh, Kufus, just to say a few. Those are our other options for best center. Okay. So because of that, and some of these names that I'm reading off, I don't even know who they are. So because of that, I mean, I'm one that would always look and say, okay, let's look at old film. Who's the old guys that were good, that were, it's harder to do this because it's a new team. Yep. You know, this is newer, one of the, one of the newest teams. So Them with it's, the it's going to be Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, because of that, and I, like I said, I'm just being a little dramatic, but I, I want to just demonstrate those are some of the other options and there really aren't options. I mean, those are, those are role players to say, you know, the very least. So it's going to be, it's going to be towns. So, so who do you got for six man? Six man. I don't think this was that hard. Um, just because the only reason that he was not in my starting lineup is because of KG. My six man is going to be Kevin Love. Wow. Um, I just, I just really don't see how there's, I mean, he was like this for, in, in my opinion, he was the second best Timberwolf of all time. So he didn't make the starting because you have one of the all-time greats as your starter power forward, and we're only picking true positions. So obviously he's going to be, you know, be the the extra guy that isn't in the starting lineup. So who do you have for six? So I have Kevin Love as well. Okay. And it's because he was actually one of the only players to record 50 straight double-doubles. What? I didn't know that. On the Timberwolves. Wow. And he... I think it's well, that's one, something KG didn't do. Yeah, right? but I don't think so. And a funny thing that happened with um, Kevin Love is most people joke about how chubby Kevin Love was on the Timberwolves, and that's when he was dominant. And now, once he got skinnier, he just got weaker, and he and he's bad now. He lost it. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I think he should have stayed chubby. Okay, <laughs> but well, in that position of being a power forward, that's having like size is actually a plus. So if you get skinny as a power, I can see how that could actually hurt you, to be honest. Double-double in today's game. I mean, today's game, you want to be skinnier as a power forward because people just shoot constantly. Most of them don't But do when below. he was on the Timberwolves, it was still transitioning because Stephen Curry hadn't like revolutionized the three-pointer yet. So I think he really, even for his time, he was still a special power forward because he played like he was back in like the 80s. Like he was rough too. He also seemed like one anytime I had seen him he seemed like one that almost played like Tim Duncan like he was he did his job. He came in, he got the points. Um I remember some games I would watch and you didn't realize you'd say wait, Kevin Love had what? He'd have so many points, so many rebounds like you said the double double. I didn't notice it. You know because he wasn't like he wasn't he's not a flashy player obviously. But I didn't notice that he would do what he did and just almost do it like quietly, <laughs> just get it done. So that was pretty cool. All right, what what section do we have next, Beckham? Next, we have the best draft day decisions and the worst draft day decisions. So best draft day decisions, we're going to be going with each of these from three to one. Okay. So this is right, so number three. So best best decisions number three. Who you got? Number three, I have Zach Levine at thirteenth overall. Okay. And I have that because, I mean, 13th How, overall, he was still still probably one of the best rookies in his class. How long did he play? I didn't even remember him playing for them. He played, I think he got drafted around like 2015, 2014. Oh. And he was just like, he was 
pretty he was pretty good. I mean, I mean, you can't really base everything off dunk contests and stuff. But if you look at who was drafted over him, there was like a couple no names in there, and I mean, they could have drafted other no names too. But they drafted Zach, and Zach is just like he was kind of a steal because. He still played good for them, and then later on, once he goes to the Bulls, he becomes like all star, and he's still like, even when yeah, even when he was on their team, he was a decent shooting guard. He was like okay. starting, and he was part of that Jimmy Butler trade, so it also worked out for them a bit because they had that Jimmy Butler trade, and he was like their shooter, and he complimented Towns too. So it was all in all a good decision. Okay, so, what you got for number two? Number two, I have. Kevin Garnett at fifth overall. That's number two? Number two. Just because I was debating this one for a while, like an entire day, I was like, which one should I put first? And you guys might not agree with me, but um, but yeah, number two is Kevin Garnett at fifth overall, which it's just because he was coming out of high school as well. And they didn't have the tapes. And he was even before Kobe, like by one year. But Kobe still even said – he was probably the best opponent that like Kobe had to okay. play against was KG, and he was one of the best players he had to play against in the NBA. So they really, if you think about it, Kobe and Kevin Garnett had like a good like rivalry, even though which they were is really weird because they're not even in the same position. But yeah, being being all stars and being real competitive, they're still going to have and that. the high school dudes too. True, yeah, yeah, not very many did high school. So all right, so if that's number two, who is number one? Number one is on draft night, they traded OJ Mayo and a couple other role players for Kevin Love. Really? Yes. Okay. I think that's a steal because OJ Mayo did nothing on that team. That team was trash. Okay. And then they traded him and a couple other role players for probably their second best all time. Yeah. Other than KG. I mean, that was probably their best player. So that, I think, is just such a steal, especially because it didn't take Love. I mean, he didn't win Rookie of the Year, but it didn't take him long either to, like, blossom. Yeah, yeah, no, that's – and that makes sense. That'd be the best decision because with, like, KG, you want to say, yeah, that was a great decision, but it was – for them being the fifth pick, it was they were just kind of lucky that nobody else picked him yet. You know, as good as he was, it's like they had the one of the best ones that – you know, you almost think when it's their first pick, it's kind of like, you know, when it's time for you to pick, if you're not one of the top ones, you have to figure out, you know, basically who's the best of the rest. And they, they were just very lucky that he was still available at number five. Yeah, they also, I mean, were lucky they didn't pull Hornets where, I mean, they should be picked at that position and they're not. And the Hornets just skip on them. <laughs> but Yeah, yeah, really surprised they weren't picked. You know, picked over by the Hornets, <laughs> just like Kobe. Okay, so who do you have for now? We're going to go to worst day or worst draft day decisions. So who do you? What number three? What do you got? Number three is Chris Dunn over four All Stars actually, which I'm going to zoom through. It's Dejounte Murray, Demontis Sabonis, Jamal Murray, and Pascal Siakam. Well, they passed on all of them for who is this guy? And a couple others for Chris Dunn who was picked fifth overall, which Chris Dunn, why I put him here, you'd think that's number one, but like with how many all-stars. But the thing is, I mean, Chris Dunn, had a, he was pretty good in college. 
I mean, okay. he he was one of the best. Some people thought that he should have been drafted like over that. And um, I mean, yeah, that's just why I put it here is because it wasn't really the coach's fault necessarily because what it was looking like is Chris Dunn also, they were saying he had a lot of potential. He just too. didn't know. He just kind of busted. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, he he's an okay role player, and that's why. I'm but saying. they missed on. All right. So, who do you got for number two? Number two, I have the Ray Allen draft day trade. They actually drafted Ray Allen and on draft day traded him to the Bucks. Oh, no. <laughs> who did they get instead of him? No, I forget no. who they got instead of him, but I just know the big, like, picture of it. Ray Allen – he was an all-time great, and they, they just blew it. Like they they needed a shooter, especially because they got KG the like draft before. If they would have kept him, they wouldn't have even had to have like Doug West or Wally or any of them. Like that would be the duo. Yeah, that would have definitely that would have definitely changed the game. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, he have number two. Well, or number, I'm no. sorry, that was number two. So who do you have at the number one? Worst draft day bus. Number one, I'm coming draft back to it. 2009 draft. Okay. When the number fifth, which is Johnny Flynn, and number six, Ricky Rubio, were drafted over Stephen Curry at number seven. Okay. That, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if you need to explain any more of that. That kind of <laughs> explains itself. Um, yeah. I mean, Ricky Rubio was good. He was probably one of their best point guards all time just because they don't have good point guards. But Johnny Flynn was bad. He was a bust. And Ricky Rubio, if you look at how high he was picked, he would have been good if he would have been picked right after Stephen Curry because there were still a couple of players after Stephen Curry he drafted in the draft. But, like, he still would be one of the better ones. But it's just the fact that he was picked over one of the best point guards to ever play. Yeah, that's a <laughs> that's a really big you know dunder right there. So, all right, well, what uh, what section do we have next? Next, we have the last one, which is their current lineup. Okay, and this one is just me talking about like who they have now and reviewing it really fast. And um, so, point guard is D'Angelo Russell. He's been playing pretty good. I think that. He could probably play a bit better just because he's an all-star caliber player. He's just not really showing it. And he has a couple other stars now, but he hasn't – ever since he got on the Timberwolves, he hasn't really been playing that good. But he's still, I'd argue, at least top 15 point guard in the league, probably top 12-ish. And um, then shooting guard is Jalen Noel. Nothing to say about this. He's just a role player. I don't even know who that is. Decent yeah. shooter. Okay. And – um. About 11 point per game. And sh- small forward is Anthony Edwards. I've heard a lot about that kid. He's he's one of the up-and-comers, right? Yes. And he said, he's like, I should have won rookie of the year. Like, LaMelo should not have won it. I averaged more points than him. I had a better, bigger impact than LaMelo did. Like, my team almost made the playoffs when I first got on that team. And then he's really showing LaMelo up because – his team did make the playoffs this past season, and Lamelo didn't. So that's really a kind of a rivalry right now. Okay. Well, maybe that's going to be something that's also going to motivate him. You know, that, that's his driving force to say, I'm better. Some, sometimes you got these players that get those chips on their shoulders, and that actually makes them better. So that's 
It could go more in his favor. So that's cool. Yeah. He also started off the season pretty good, and he's already had like a 30-point game. So, wow. I mean, yeah, he's pretty good. But um, next two are the biggest changes on this team. Power forward is Carl Anthony Towns, which, as you recall, you're like, wait, he plays center. Like, you mentioned him on the all-time team as a yeah, center. Yeah, I have him as a primary for He's center. He's a power forward now because at center they have Rudy Gobert, which is probably the like one of the biggest of this last season along with the DeJounte Murray trade with the Hawks. He's probably the biggest trade. I think I remember seeing that, and, I, and actually I do remember seeing that. And I remember asking you, I said, wait, they have two really good centers. What's going to happen? And then I remember you showing me a picture – that showed the two of them like working out and they're like teaming up. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like the Twin Towers. Like if they're going to unite and not compete against each other, like that could be kind of dangerous. Yeah, I mean, the reason that Carl Anthony Towns is where he is and Rudy Gobert is where he is is because Carl Anthony Towns is a good rebounder, but Rudy Gobert is probably the best, if not like second best in the league for rebounding. So he's like the center holding down the fort with blocks and rebounding and some points, not really that many. Like he's already had, I think, two 20 rebound games so far wow. in the season. And Carl Anthony Towns is their primary scorer. Him and Anthony Edwards carry the load, but he's really the primary one. And again, three-point contest. I mean, he's a three-point shooter and he can shoot it at a pretty decent clip, I think. It's like 44 percent or something like that. It's like wow, he's That's better really than good. most guards. <laughs> so. Yeah, you want to be able to free him up, so it makes sense you'd have Gobert down low, and you could free him up to get outside, and you still have somebody to rebound. Yeah. So, okay, um, that makes a lot of sense. All right. So yeah, so basically what we did today was we reviewed the Minnesota Timberwolves franchise, and we reviewed their worst team ever, best team ever, um, their team history, their all-time team. Best draft day decisions, worst draft day decisions, and their current lineup. So, I mean, that's pretty much it. Thanks for tuning in to the Basketball Kid. All right. Well, thank you guys for, for listening. Yeah. Have a good day. Thank you all for listening to our podcast. I hope that you enjoyed. My name is Beckham. And I'm his dad. And that was The Basketball Kid.